Today, we learn what it is like to rock climb as we interview Ryan Walsh, who is a member of the Rock Climbing Club here at Ignatius, as well as the president of the Marquette University Rock Climbing Club. Join us for this edition of Podcats. You're listening to Podcats, bringing the eye to your ear. Some guys play basketball, some guys run, others climb rocks. Rock climbing is a phenomenon that started in the 1880s in Great Britain. This means that rock climbing is actually older than basketball, which had its first game about 11 years later. The goal of rock climbing is to make it to the summit of the wall or formation without falling. And some competitions even have races to see who can do it fastest. Rock climbing has many different forms, from free climbing to bouldering. Is it safe? Yes and no. The most dangerous part of rock climbing isn't climbing itself, but knowing your gear and how it works. Sometimes when people get tired, they let their guard down, and that's when mistakes can happen. I'm here with Ryan Walsh, who is in the St. Ignatius Rock Climbing Club, to tell us all about rock climbing and what tools or equipment one may use to combat dangers of rock climbing. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you, Steve. I'm glad to be here. What got you into rock climbing? Well, I'd just say, um, like, I always like to do, like, pull-ups and climb around on playgrounds and all that stuff. So um, my dad was like, my dad encouraged me to go rock climbing. So I first went to a place in Tremont called Climb Cleveland, which I liked. And then Will Sullivan, I asked him to come climbing with me, and and then he's like, it would be really cool if we would start a rock climbing club. And so I was on board with it. But I'd say Will was the main like proponent. Will was the main proponent from our grade. But then there were also two other, two other, um, two seniors, Charlie Smutsney and Sean Nelson, who were who also had the same exact idea for a rock climbing club at the same time. So we approached Mr. Evans, and then it kind of like grew from there. And there was like big membership. So I think the club is definitely um, create or made my interest in rock climbing more intense. Like, it fostered my interest, I guess. Okay, and when did the club start? The club started last year, like, close to the beginning of the year. Okay. Where does the club normally climb? Um, it's in Euclid called Cleveland Rock Gym. It's, like, pretty nice facility. It's, like, a huge warehouse that has, like, 30-foot walls for belaying, which is climbing attached to be- to belay ropes. And then there's also bouldering, which is climbing without harnesses and ropes okay now you said belaying could you tell our listeners what that is yeah belaying is basically um climbing when somebody else holds your rope or you're attached to a harness and somebody and attached to a rope and somebody else is holding on to that rope so if you fall you will not fall all the way to the ground pretty much all right what other kind of equipment do you use when you climb so I mean, shoes are important. I usually just use the rock climbing shoes from the gym. They provide us with some because of our deal, the club's deal with the company. But um, so we use shoes, and the rock climbing shoes are kind of like thinner, a thinner like toe, so they can like fit in the like crevices in rock, I guess. So, oh, also chalk to keep our hands from like slipping on the rocks. They give us give us more like traction, and like for belaying, you need a harness, and then. You need um, a rope to be tied into the harness, and then the rope connects to a carabiner, 
Um, and then it also has to go through this thing called an air traffic control, which is like another metal part that like um, helps you, lessens the weight on the person who is holding the rope so that they have a better chance of catching a person who is heavier than them. Okay. Uh, you, you talked about bouldering. Do you, what's the difference between like normal climbing up a wall and bouldering? Bouldering is climbing without ropes, uh, like belay climbing or like top roping um, is climbing with ropes and harnesses. What is your favorite part of rock climbing? Hmm. That's a tough one. I'd say my favorite part is probably feeling really awesome when you're doing it. You're like you're like when you're climbing up and you feel so muscular and everything. I feel. Er, hmm. My favorite part is how feel how cool that you think you look while you're doing it. Okay. Uh, how long do you think you could go rock climbing before you get like too exhausted? Well, like. I'm not really sure on that one because usually I take a lot of breaks during it because, like, you can't just go, like, like in one, like, burst because you got to kind of give yourself some time to rest because if you try to go all at one time, you'll get so tired and, like, exhausted that you won't be – you'll only, like, be able to climb for, like, 20 minutes or whatever. So you ca- kind of just got to um, pace yourself and expend your energy wisely, I guess. What What body type, like – Tall, short, like strong or lean. What body type does rock climbing like favor? What if you're short? Are you more likely to like climb well, or what do you think? Well, I think like smaller people are will be kind of better or more suited to rock climbing because they don't have to lug up their like a really big body. So when you're like climbing, because a lot of it involves like using your upper body strength, and so if you um. If you have a lot to carry, like a, a lot, a big, a mass to carry, it'll be harder for you. But if you have a smaller body, then you won't have to carry as much weight, I guess. But then also you have to be kind of muscular. So like, try to like, I mean, I'd say like lean and small people are really good, but they have to have like some muscle on them to be able to carry their own weight, I guess. Okay. How often would you say you do climb when you do? I climb pretty much every week. Oh wow! Once yeah. a week? Yeah. Okay. Do you feel that rock climbing is safe? Yes, I think if every if you paid attention and you are cautious, it's very safe. But if you're messing around or if yeah, if you're messing around or not doing something right, then it's um, can be very dangerous. Have you ever had a close call with uh, with something that could have actually hurt you, or do you think you've always been kind of safe from that? Um, I think I've been safe most of the time, but like when I was like early on training, like learning how to belay and like, um, learning how to hold the rope for people who are going up, which is, which is what belaying is. I mean, you could say belaying is when you're climbing a test rope, but also belaying is when you are holding the rope for someone who is climbing on a rope. So, um, when you are, you have to be watching them the whole time the people are going up when you're belaying. So, um, one time. I think I like took my eyes off somebody and then I didn't I didn't trust myself to be belaying anymore or belaying for a little bit but then but maybe that was just a minor mishap. So I don't I'm usually pretty safe and I pay pretty good attention to um everybody else. So like if you pay attention, you probably won't have any uh mishaps. Okay. Um when I went to a rock climbing gym, which is so rare, I saw all these, like, mod plus, mod minus. What what does all that mean? So I don't think that's – that's not the standard um, rating system. The gym that you went to is probably um, Cleveland Rock Gym, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. So 
that um, their ranking system is like easy minus, easy, easy plus, mod minus, mod, mod plus, hard minus, hard, hard plus. Hard plus is the most difficult there. So, yeah. And which one would you say you fall into? Yeah, my usual, like, my standard one is probably, like, mod minus right now. Okay. So, like, I'm, my, I started out kind of being only able to do, like, easy pluses maybe, but now, like, my standard is, like, mod minus without, um, or, yeah, I can do mod minuses pretty easily. Okay. For any of our listeners who are interested in rock climbing, do you have any advice for them on how to kind of get involved at school? Yeah, um. Join Rock Climbing Club, which is every Tuesday at 3 o'clock. Um, we meet in the atrium, so Mr. Strauss usually takes a van to the club, so anybody who needs to go with him in, and who doesn't have a ride can go in that van. Or you could go with um, some of the kids bring their cars, so they drive some people too. So um, you'll, pro- you'll have to sign like a waiver before, and you'll also have to pay. You can pay, or the first time you go is free. But then if you want to pay per session, it's $14. And if you want to pay per month, it's $40. And if you pay $40, you can come anytime during that month. Okay. Thanks for joining us, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for having me. To get more personal, my sister Josie is a rock climber who runs Marquette University's Rock Climbing Club in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. With the club, Josie leads frequent trips to places such as Red River Gorge because of their great climbing sites. While she's home for Thanksgiving, I decided to interview her. The audio quality isn't that great, so I apologize. Thanks for joining us, Josie. Thanks for having me. What would you say is the biggest difference between climbing indoors and climbing outdoors? There's quite a few differences, but one of the biggest ones is that when you're climbing inside, you have the route set out in front of you, and there are neon pink or yellow holds, and you know exactly where you're supposed to go and what moves you're supposed to do. Whereas outside, you don't have that laid out path for you, and there's a lot of different ways you can take. So you have to feel around a lot, figure out where the holds are, and then figure out how to use them to get to the top. Do you like to climb inside more or outside more? Definitely outside. It's just a lot prettier. It's a lot more scenic. There's so many more routes for you to pick. Um, And it usually involves a trip as well, so that's a lot better than inside climbing. And do you have to kind of change your plans a lot for the weather, if it's, like, raining or if it's really hot out? If it's really hot out, you usually don't climb. And if it's raining, you can't because with certain types of rocks, such as sandstone, if it rains... You shouldn't climb on it at all because when it's wet, it'll actually break off and you can completely destroy the whole route if you climb on it. So you have to really pay attention to the weather, figure out places where the rock won't be wet, or sometimes just take a rest day if the weather's going to be bad. Okay. Uh, You said you go on some trips. What does one of your trip itineraries look like? It usually involves driving a really long time to get to where we want to go, usually seven, eight hours, and we'll set up camp. Uh, We usually have a lot of tents depending on how many people there are. And we'll plan out the night before. We have guidebooks that have all the routes in them, where we're going to go the next day, and what routes we're going to want to try to climb. So then we'll wake up super early in the morning as soon as the sun's up, cook some breakfast on our camp stoves, and go to that crag. And we'll spend all day climbing until the sun sets and it's too dark to climb anymore. And we'll go back to camp, make dinner, and then go to sleep pretty early because we have to operate by the daylight hours. So we wake up at the crack of dawn and 
leave as soon as the sun sets. Sounds anything but relaxing. It's a really fun time. Uh, when you climb at school, where do you normally climb? And then about how how often do you say you do climb? So I go to school in Milwaukee, which is kind of tough to climb outside because there's not a lot of places around the area to go. And also the weather is not the greatest. It gets really cold during winter time. So during the week, we'll climb three, four times a week at uh, indoor gym, uh, Turner Hall. And when it's warm out, every weekend we'll try and go to Devil's Lake. It's a state park about two hours away from Milwaukee, and that's the closest place to go. And we'll spend the whole day there climbing and then come back. Okay. Do you feel safe rock climbing? I definitely feel safe, um, but a large part of it depends on who I'm with. So with rock climbing, there's a lot of trust. You have to trust the person who's belaying you. You have to trust the person climbing that they have a good idea of what they're they're doing. Um, Sometimes if you're with a new person or someone that is overconfident in their abilities, it can be a little scary if they aren't paying attention to what they're doing or aren't completely confident. Um, but other than that, it's it's really safe. Some people think it's scary, but you're on a rope. When you're falling, you're not falling to the ground. You're going to be caught. Have you ever been to a rock climbing competition? I have. I've been to a couple. And what what is that like? So I've been to indoor and outdoor competitions. And an indoor one that I went to is set up where they have about 30 routes throughout the gym. Um, and they're different difficulties, so some of them are really easy, some of them are very difficult. And they kind of set you loose. You get three hours to try and climb whatever you can. And they grade it by the top five hardest routes you climb. Those are the ones they keep. And then they kind of knock everything else out. So <clears throat> it's a lot of strategy. Uh, you have to decide if you want to maybe start with five easy routes just to get five on the board and then try and knock those off with harder ones, or maybe you want to go straight for the super difficult ones so you get the most points right off the bat when you have the most energy. But if you fall on a hard route, then you have less energy to do the others, and so it's a kind of a strategy game, and you only have three hours. What would you say your strategy is? I like to stick to the middle ground. I've, I get a couple that I know I can climb first just to get some points on the board and feel a little bit more confident in where I'm at, and then I try and go for the harder ones. Okay. I've also done an outdoor competition, um, which was completely different. It was called 24 Hours of Horseshoe Hell in uh, Jasper, Arkansas. And the way that was structured, you started at 10 a.m. on a Friday morning, and you climbed through the night until 10 a.m. the next day. So it was nonstop climbing. You were climbing around every 10 minutes, and through the night you would put a headlamp on, and you'd climb in the dark. Um, and that was difficult for an entirely different reason. That was purely endurance. How long can you keep climbing? You don't want to stop. Some people can't make it through the night and they're just too tired. Um, and the way that one is scored, it's how many routes can you climb? And harder routes are worth more points, but you don't want to burn yourself out on really hard routes. Sometimes a lot of people stick with just climbing a hundred really easy routes. A hundred, wow. How many did you get through? I think I wound up with about 55, which was good, because that was the first time I'd ever done that competition, and I'd never trained for anything like that before, Um, so I was pretty proud with how we did. Are there climbing, like, professionals or celebrities in rock climbing, and which ones would you say you follow? There are definitely climbing celebrities. Um, The biggest, most famous climber right now is probably Alex Honnold. Uh, I follow him a lot, and he has had a couple films come out about him recently. 
And he's really big because he climbs big walls. So things that some people will take three days to climb, he can do it in two, three hours. Wow. Um, and his latest climb, there's a movie about him called Free Solo, where he's climbing El Capitan in Yosemite Valley. And he does this 3,000-foot wall in three hours, and he does it with no ropes. So that's why people think he's insane, is because anyone else, no one would dream of doing that. It's really scary, really dangerous. You have to be 100% confident in every move you're doing, because one mistake and you're falling thousands of feet and dying. Wow. So he's a big-name climber. Um, Adam Andra is also a big climber. He doesn't get as much publicity, but he climbs very, very hard stuff. There's a climbing scale that goes from... 5.6 to 5.15, and 5.15 is the hardest anyone in the world has climbed to this date, and he has been climbing and putting up a lot of new routes in that uh, great range. Okay. Compared to other sports like basketball or baseball, how expensive would you say rock climbing is? That really depends on how invested you are in the climbing. So if you just want to go to an indoor gym every once in a while, you can rent gear from a gym and get a membership at that gym. If you want to go outside, you really need to invest and buy your own harness, your own shoes, um, a rope. So there is a lot more gear involved, so it is significantly more expensive. But there are also online sites such as Mountain Project where – People are selling their slightly used gear, um, and so you can buy it there for a significantly cheaper price, but it is a lot more expensive. Uh, What kind of equipment do you personally have that you don't rent? I have a harness, shoes, a chalk bag, um, and people think chalk is kind of weird, but you put it, you you cover your hands in chalk so that they don't sweat as much and they stick more to the rock, you're not going to slip off. Um, I also have... Quick draws, which are used for lead climbing. I don't personally have my own rope yet, but that's what I'm moving on to get next. Thanks for joining us, Josie. Thank you for having me. For those who think it isn't safe, there are many measures to keep you from getting hurt, but you have to pay attention and not mess around. You should give the Ignatius Rock Climbing Club a try if you haven't already. I know I will. Thanks for listening. Got any suggestions? Let us know on Twitter at S-I-H-S-E-Y-E. If you'd like to help produce future episodes, come to meetings in room 212 on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. See you next time on Podcasts.